0: You're listening to The Droidcast, a dog and pup production starring Roger and Tristan. Each week, this father and son team brings you news, interviews, and information about Star Wars
1: The Old Republic. Hello and welcome to the podcast is Roger coming to you on February 19th. And, of course, with me, same as usual, we've got Tristan. How are you doing?
0: Good. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right. I had to start with a Jawa. We haven't done that for a little while. Yeah. It's always good hearing a Jawa. It's fun hearing them. I know why bounty hunters just hang out with their Jawas all the time.
0: It's just fun. Because it's the coolest
1: companion. Although, if they were to make a companion out of those little elephant dudes that you find, and they're on Tat- Tatooine, you... Um... No, Hoth, isn't it? There's some on Hoth, but there's also someone on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when you do a quest as, I want to say as a smuggler, but I could be wrong. But there's one of them, or no, it was the Imperial Agent, actually. Um, there's one there. There's a little, little elephant dude, and he's at the bar at the cantina in Tatooine. It's awesome. Those would be just as awesome as Jawas to have his companions. I think they so should the make Sith it happen. the Sith
0: Inquisitor, one of them gets Possessed
1: yes yes that was funny that was hilarious yes Mm. it was because it's hard to take them seriously as evil dudes (laughs) but it was actually that was part of the really cool quest lines wherein you have to um, basically suck up all the ghosts and their spirits so that you can become stronger and one of them has decided to take residence in this little tiny cute little elephant so yes that was kind of awesome (laughs) So this week, actually, you did not do quite as much on your bounty hunter. You did some helping me level my Imperial Agent. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But you actually spent more time working on your baby Sith Warrior, which you've really been digging. I actually like it. He's level 10 so far. And
0: some of the quests are really cool. Some of them are funny. It's actually a
1: really cool character to play. See, I did, I, the Sith Warriors that I've played, I played a couple of them, but I really never, never leveled them up. I just didn't. And it was just because, it's not because I had a problem with the class, of course. Um, it was more so just because I already have a crap load of alts. I'm looking forward to it, and it's, it's kind of one of those where I'm, I'm waiting on quite a while for that one and i'm also hoping that with legacy they'll give us more options in terms of races eventually and maybe that'll be the point where i start him up but i'm looking forward to it but i wasn't expecting funny quests for the Sith warrior i thought it would be all pretty dark and serious
0: yeah for the starting it is dark and serious and cool but one of the quests is really funny you run to the um port to get a ship with a container and a carbonized person. And once you get there there's a smuggler and the same kind of character that looks like Scatch. You no know, the big yeah. giant guys? Yeah. yeah. And they're both waiting there to get it. So they're talking to the you and they're like this is mine. And I chose the option that made my character say if you don't leave, I'll kill you, then eat you, bones and all. And the big Scotch guy just, like, looks at you and runs away. <laughs> He's like, we no want to be breakfast.
1: <laughs> so funny. Okay, I'll give you that. That is all right. What and did the, you think of the quest line with Vet? I thought it was pretty cool, the
0: slave, and you you're using a slave to help you, but... Not as interesting as some of the others.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, uh, a lot of those starting companions aren't exactly the most awesome quest line to get, sadly. Um, Some of them are, justifiably, but some of them are just kind of feels tacked on. But I, I see, from what I'd read and understood, the vet one was kind of interesting because you had the option of keeping her as a slave or more as a companion kind of thing.
0: That's after, though. That's the first quest you get. For her social. Thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. But actually getting her, you just go and he's like, here's a slave that knows where to get the tome. Take her to the tomb. So it's not really that cool. But in the first talk with her, she's asking you to let her, oh, the slave thing. And you could either keep her there or let her out. But if you let her out, it still shows the slave color around her
1: neck. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, that's just a graphic thing. But I would assume the quests are different from then on as well, or not necessarily the quests, but the interactions with her kind of thing are different. Because from what I understand, again, I haven't played them, so I could be wrong, but from what I understood, you can continue to be quite mean to her because she's your slave if you decide to keep her as a slave. But you decided to actually let her be free? Yep. Wow. I'm proud of you. Actually, the first nice thing you've done in the game. You didn't deliver a head to somebody.
0: No. But once you let her go, she looks all surprised, and she's like, I really should have talked to you sooner.
1: Okay. I am looking forward to to playing one, like I said. I have been playing my Imperial Agent. We will get to that a little bit later on after we're done with the news, just because it's been so unbelievably awesome. Uh, Before we get to that, though... Just a few things that some people may not have. Uh, If you don't follow Star Wars news online or or check out the Reddit um, channel for Star Wars and whatnot, you might miss some of this. But if you're looking for really awesome backgrounds for your computers or if you make your own uh, loading screens and things like that and you'd like some really awesome backgrounds, go to... um, panoramic screenshots it's it's star wars panoramic screenshots and the address is uh, swotorpano.com and what it is is this person makes panoramic screenshots of various locations in the game and they are they're they're quite big they're some of them are very very interesting the one of tatooine is gorgeous absolutely gorgeous and if you uh if you can if you have two monitors you can even split them uh, uh, across the two monitors kind of thing which gives you a, a really nice landscape across your monitors and there's uh like terrace there's all kinds of new ones as well um he just put up a, i say he but it might be a she i don't know um corelli eternity vault coruscant the uh, jedi temple there and terrace and before that there's there's all kinds of other ones definitely make sure to check it out these are absolutely gorgeous and make fantastic wallpaper for your computers the the one of the jedi temple in coruscant is oh it's awesome and it's kind of like in a fisheye view so it's a nice effect to it as well and then what they did as well is one of them if you scroll down go to the post for specifically the newest one and there's a, an example of, of a VR a virtual reality for Terrace in one spot. And what they did is they took screenshots of with their character planted of all around and on top and below. So, as long as you have the plugin for your browser, you can literally just click and drag and look all around as if you're standing in that spot. You could even zoom in and out. It is awesome, absolutely fantastic.
0: And it's cool, the Zoom thing, because you can actually look at like the towers, like the tall towers in the background and look at them like you're actually there.
1: Yeah, the um, the terrace is good for that. There's a few planets that are, most of them, in fact, but terrace is nice because there's so much destruction on on the ground and so much going on in the ground that you don't always take the time to actually look up. But if you do, there's some really tall buildings. Some of them have been destroyed. There's There's all kinds of basically awesome in the sky and this is great because again you just kind of click the mouse around and look around and you realize just how much work went into designing that landscape which again makes you appreciate what they did for this game
0: and having played Nicaela Republic you can see The kinds of buildings that were there before, you could see how it would have looked if not for the destruction. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, most certainly. Okay, so uh, other than that too, something that we've been wanting to talk about for a little while, not that it's a huge topic of discussion, but we've been wanting to talk about for a little while, but we just haven't had the chance, and that is... Tristan subscribes to a magazine that is basically a science magazine for um, teenagers and uh, and whatnot. And it's got some very, very interesting stuff in it every single month. it's stuff that I'm interested in reading. It's it's fantastic. But one of the things that they had a while back really caught our attention. You're the one that noticed it first. So I'll let you describe it.
0: It's really cool. In our universe, not a universe far away, But in our universe, there's actually a planet with two suns, one normal, one a red dwarf. And they show a picture of it, and it looks like Tatooine. It's got both the suns around it, both different colored, one yellow, one red. And it's just... So cool. There's a tattooing
1: in our universe. <laughs> it is very, very cool. They give some descriptions in terms of where the planet is and, and what it would look like. Granted, it is not close enough to either of those suns to make it a warm planet. It's actually quite a cold planet, but it is spectacular to think of what it must look like with those the two suns that you would get the same effect as as tattooing
0: yeah it actually says you could see it with binoculars if you're looking at the right time at the right place
1: yep yeah it's very very cool if i can find a picture online i will uh actually no sorry the picture that said they put on there was just for the uh a screenshot from Tatooine, That's right. No, they, they also had the actual planning. Yeah. Okay, I didn't remember. Yeah, if I can find one, I'll, I'll I'll put it in the show notes. If not, maybe I'll just take a, a screenshot using my my iPhone to from the magazine and hope that they don't come back and tell me to take it down. But it's very very cool. It was a, a great find, and that was um, they they got a picture of that from the Hubble telescope, did they not?
0: Um, I've got the paper here actually.
1: I believe it was that they found it through the Hubble telescope. I could be wrong, though. The Kelper satellite. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So, anyways, I will see if I can find not just a, a picture, but an article about it as well. And, uh, and put that in the show notes, because it is kind of cool for us. It says notes. right
0: here, for more information, including how to find the system with binoculars, check out www.tinyuro.com dot com slash five t f x q
1: f y there you go so expect that in the show notes folks fantastic thanks Chris. okay so let's move on to some news for the week then because we got some news in regards to several patches actually we got news for 1.1.3 which is removing um well i shouldn't say removing is nerfing surge the surge rating so that you're not just going to want to be stacking surge which is kind of good because i was getting a little bit ridiculous and so now it's going to have diminishing returns which is like everything else kind of thing. Uh, As well, we're going to be seeing some um, rewards, conversation rewards for things like the social and the companion affections and things like that that are going to be increased for hard mode flashpoints.
0: But they still haven't fixed the Uh, alignment points for boarding party and the Foundry. foundry
1: at minimum. It might be some of the other ones as well. Those are the only ones that we've noticed though. Because yeah, I've been running the um the all the lower end stuff on my my inquisitor who, by the way, since last podcast has dinged 50. Wooo. And uh she's been running crap out of uh, uh Belsa, or not Belisavi, sorry. Yeah. Although she's there now doing some dailies too, but doing the dailies on Ilum, so that's that's been interesting and fun. But uh there was a point here. There was okay, so I've been running a lot of the the lower level stuff to get my my dark side points up, and unfortunately for boarding party and foundry, those suckers don't work. You don't get those dark side or light side points. It really kind of ticks me off.
0: I would have gotten my droid by now,
1: <laughs> the evil droid. I th- I think you could do without him. I I think you'll survive. I've bought him though. <laughs> you just can't use them.
0: No, he's in my backpack, just waiting.
1: <laughs> well, I am only a few hundred points off of being Dark 5, which is kind of exciting, so I'm looking forward to that. I still have to actually buy my—the only thing I haven't bought yet is my third-level speeder, and that's just because it's 330000 just for the buying the ability, and then you have to buy the actual speeders as well. So it's, it's a nice chunk of change. Granted, at level 50 between your dailies and everything, you kind of— accrue money a little bit faster. Anyways, uh, what else we got? Oh, in terms of legacy, I've I've noticed a lot of people mentioning this too, that well, a they wish there was a way to change their legacy name, which I agree. Even if it's a one-time thing, it it certainly would be nice. Um, some of the people weren't quite sure what it was, kind of sprung up on them again. If you, if you don't follow Star Trek, or sorry, oh that's that's a taboo. Star Wars news, you might not have been aware of everything in terms of the legacy system and what it entails. I've spoken to people like that who play the game who still don't know everything about legacy. Not that we know everything, but you know what i mean and so now what they're going to be doing at least is they are going to be giving a confirmation screen when you're choosing your legacy basically (laughs) like make sure you pick what you want here and there's no typos because you're screwed after you're not going to get to change it so that's that's kind of important and um what else? Oh, one of the other things that I noticed, there's a bunch of things for the flashpoints and, and whatnot, little tweaks and things like that. So that'll all be in the show notes. One of the important things also that I noticed, which is good, is that players will no longer lose mouse click functionality in some circumstances after pressing multiple mouse buttons. I find that all the time on my laptop and it's annoying as hell. I have to alt tab out of the game click around on my desktop, and then alt-tab back into the game, and then suddenly my mouse appears. It's very, very, very annoying. So that's going to be nice. So was there anything in this list that you wanted to talk about? Not really. You've Covered said it
0: the most, yeah.
1: Okay. And then we also got some news for 1.1.4. You want to tackle that one?
0: Actually, the using abilities with indirect targeting, such as area of effect, area of effect abilities will no longer cause players to be flagged for PvP if a PvP flag player from the opposite faction is within the ability's range. Lovely. (laughs) Now people can't just grief around bosses and kill like you had for the...
1: Oh, this is huge. This is huge. I am so happy to see this. It means that basically griefers no longer will be able to grieve you. They'll be able to taunt you. And if you're a complete and utter idiot without any self-control, they'll get you. But otherwise, if you can just not bother with them... You'll be able to take down world bosses without having to worry about idiots that come after you. And not just that, but if you're on a PvP planet as well, you'll be able to use your area of effect abilities for if you are battling more than one mob at the same time. And not have to worry about, it. again, somebody who's just going to grief you and go over, wait till they're hit by one of your AoE abilities and then take you down. Yeah, that, that is Yeah, that was happening huge. for
0: Hoth for you, wasn't it? Like yep. four wipes because...
1: Yep. Yeah. No, this is this is fantastic. I'm so happy to hear this. So what else we got? We got uh, companions no longer indicate that they want to speak with you when you are not actually yet eligible for their next conversation.
0: That's been happening with Galt yeah. for the last, I don't know how long, but he's, he wants to talk to me. They talk to him and he's like, no.
1: Yeah, but Galt's an idiot. Just... Nobody likes Galt, so yeah. that's why. <laughs> he's mean he's just an idiot yeah i've had the same thing happening with zalik a little bit and it is annoying because you think "Ooh, oh cool i got the next part of his quest and then you go and it's like no i changed my mind i don't want to talk to you <laughs> you're a big fat poopy head <laughs> okay uh what else we got here um a q
0: interface exploit that allows players to bring additional players into a war zone
1: that is something that I have not experienced, but I've read from a lot of people who are seeing. Basically, it's a bug that, or an exploit that people are using so that they can have more than just their eight people on their side. So that you'll go into a war zone where it's like 12 versus eight. And and yeah, it's terrible. It's really not cool. I don't know how they're getting away with this. and I don't know how come it wasn't patched sooner, but it should definitely be taken care of very soon.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that yet either. I haven't been doing much PvP though, so...
1: Yeah. Uh, The other one is this is going to be the patch where they're going to be doing a lot with the global cooldown UI. And that is because a lot of people have complained about that, justifiably, in my opinion. And so they they made some tweaks, but then a lot of people weren't very happy with the way they implemented it either. i got to say I wasn't that thrilled with it either. So now they're just going to be offering us options in terms of how we want it to look for the the style of the global cooldown and things like that i think that's fantastic
0: just the global cooldowns either it's some uh, just normal cooldowns as well
1: yeah so this is going to be it's going to be nice i again i'm a big fan of giving the players the choices of how they want to their ui to look and behave and so this is going to give us more choices so that's awesome and then lastly, oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> again, some more changes in terms of the uh, some flashpoints and some stuff with the uh, um, operations as well with Eternity Vault and things like that. Some just little bug fixes. One of the other things, again, just a little bug fix that, in my opinion, should have been in from the get-go but wasn't, is that they're finally going to fix it so that the uh, sorting in the guild windows is actually going to work because if you try to sort by level, as we've seen even just today, it, yeah. it sorts by number, but by the first, first number. number. So oh, you'll no. have your two and then all the 20s and then it'll be three and then all the 30s. And so it's it's really a pain in the butt when you're looking for a specific group or range. Apparently
0: there's a really strong level eight there because all the eights are at the very bottom where yeah. the 50s should be. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Okay, uh, last little bit too, and this is going to be in patch 1.2, and it is specifically for PvP. Uh, George Zweller, who is the Principal Lead Combat Design, said on, si- on the, the site that, uh, on the forums I should say, in patch 1.2, among many other PvP changes, will remove the reliance of daily quests for your gear progression, and therefore increasing the value of the commendations you get for playing a match to the end, which is important, that way people don't just leave and penalties for quitters that's huge as well too because that's a problem right now that they're facing in there i mean there's one of the exploits that you can use for getting back to the imperial fleet is basically go into a pvp match and then leave there's no penalty whatsoever and you're taken back to the uh spaceport so they they need to do this as for PVP so that it there are some penalties because again the people who are in there tend to take it fairly seriously. Uh, in the last bit of news and, and I I don't want to say that I was disappointed because I support people's choices to you know follow whatever career path they want or whatever. But uh, Drew Capershin is actually leaving Bioware, which I think this is huge now he actually worked on mass effect he was one of the lead writers on uh, mass effect he's written some of the mass effect novels he's written the Revan Some, novel, the too, Revan novel right? which I really liked a lot. And he's working on another Star Wars novel, although he said he couldn't really talk about it yet. And he's done a lot of the writing for the Old Republic, a lot of the writing, but now he is actually leaving Bioware and he is going to be concentrating on his own novels. He mentioned a line of fantasy novels that he wants to write and things like that. So I applaud him for being able to go out on his own and, and write. That's Jeez, I wish I could do that. That's fantastic. It it will be a little sad because he has done a lot of good for uh, both the Old Republic as well as Mass Effect and things like that. So this is uh, basically Bioware is losing a damn good writer. Okay, moving on from there, let's actually talk a little bit about the Imperial Agent questline, which I got to do a little bit more of. It's not really a questline, but we're gonna play Hello. it anyways. You've reached I a questline,
0: how am I direct your call?
1: Um what happened is that as I'd mentioned before Shall we say spoiler? Yeah, well I was gonna to get to that. Okay. <laughs> you can say it then. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler for Imperial <laughs> I am actually going to be putting a chapter marker here and at the end. So if you don't want to hear this because you're working on it or you you don't want any spoilers, then just skip ahead on your iPod or iPhone or whatever, and uh, and you won't get to basically have it spoiled for you. But the uh, the Imperial agent. For me, my Imperial Agent, uh, my main one, not my baby one that I'm doing as a healer, but my main one, the, um, the class storyline was bugged, as I'd mentioned before, and it was very, very frustrating, and I had put in three tickets, since then I've put in another one or two, and I've tried to discuss it with someone on Twitter, and it's still basically bugged. However, I did some digging on my own and found an unofficial type of workaround. However, it didn't work entirely for me. One of the quests, the the one that took me to Tatooine and, um, and beat someone there, that one is still bugged and is stuck in my work log. I cannot resolve that one, but at least now, I can keep going with the rest of them for the time being before that was stuck as well. And I wasn't able to do that either, but at least now I'm able to. So I was finally able to finish act one on my, my Imperial agent. Now, the end of act one for the Imperial agent sees you going after, um, Darth Jadis, who, you thought was dead but actually it turns out that he's not and basically he's taking control of the huge what were they called i can't remember what they were called but the the huge death ray machine things that were going to rain destruction down everywhere he's taking control of those now you got some of the codes half of the codes for it and he has the other half now you thought you were going to defeat the eagle guy but it turns out that it's actually darth jadis And so when you go there, you have the option of either basically the good option, the light side option, has you not using your codes along with him, obviously. But what happens if you do that is that he puts them basically on a random pattern, which is going to just rain destruction down randomly all over the place or you have the option which is what watcher 2 suggests you do is put in your half the code he puts in his half and then while it's destroying specific locations she works to hack her way in slice her way in along with you working as well and then um you working to contain dearth jadis so that's what I chose, which is happens to be the dark side choice, but again, it's the one that she suggests you do as well. Watcher, too. So that's the one that I did. Now, I was a little bit lower level, so I was having a really hard time with this. It, it, it came to a point where it was, it was impossible because I just could not do anything to hurt um, Darth Jadis. But I'd like, gotten he's
0: also bugged well too.
1: he was in that regard in that case and it might be because i had started and stopped too so he was bugged on top of the platform and it, it made it pretty difficult but but you helped me out with your bounty hunter who was yeah i was level.
0: only able to use aoe, AOE attacks, attacks yeah. which
1: yeah it made it tougher it, it did yeah. now we uh, we finished that quest and and got finished act 1 and it was it was very cool it was full of mystery and intrigue which is i love that about the imperial agent storyline um so that was that was very cool and whatnot i didn't find it as epic say as the sith inquisitor end of act one i i still found that one to be more epic yes you're going up against a darth in the dark council so i mean as a lowly little you know imperial agent dude you should not be that strong but and I wasn't, but <laughs> if I had leveled up, I would have been. Um, but but still, it was, it was very interesting. But what I found is that it was the start of Act 2 that was unbelievably strong for the Imperial Agent. And I think Act 2 so far has been better for the Imperial Agent than it has been for any class that I have played Act 2 for. It is phenomenal it is absolutely incredible basically this is the point where you are asked to become a double agent and you are to infiltrate a republic agency the sis and you are to go in and kill their their leader there arden koth and so this is where things get really really interesting because you essentially become this double agent and what happens is that at one point, Arden. It appears like he brainwashes you. He uses a code word and then rewrites your brain to a certain degree to do what he wants, so that you don't trade. You're not a traitor to them, and you don't harm them. And while I was doing that, I'm thinking, whoa, 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 there was no point where I was out. How did he do this? Things like that. And then you get these these different quests that come up. Including one where you speak to him on the hull commuter, communicator on the ship, which is so unbelievably trippy. Trip, Tristan, you watched it with me. It is so probably the oh, weirdest the thing I've seen cr- in the game.
0: Yeah, it like suddenly he's normal, then you sort of you start having visions. Voice. Yeah, it's it starts off with a voice of someone you don't know who, but it says it's breaking your mind, isn't it? I could hear the skull cracking. Then you start hearing cracking and you look up and suddenly Ardon is Darth Jadis, Jesus. like on fire. And you start running around and one of your teammates opens mouth and a smaller him comes out of his mouth and flies at you. It's just weird. So weird.
1: It is very 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 bizarre but awesome at the same time. I actually got a video of it. It is very cool. But what you find out is that and and it's not clear whether you are hearing the voice because that that voice is trying to help you or it's your subconscious that's breaking through or if it is that chip that was put in by Watcher X on Nar Shadda to help you disguise yourself if there's some kind of interface with that, that's causing the voice to come to you. Because the voice is that of Watcher X, who's trying to help you. And he's telling you how he understands what it's like to be brainwashed and used by Imperial intelligence. And he's saying, you were never put under by the SIS, how would they have been able to brainwash you with this code word? Think about it. And then you realize, no, Actually, what happened is that it's the imperial intelligence that did this to you so that they can control you. And somehow the SIS got a hold of this information and they're able to make use of it. And from there, you actually go to uh, Drummond Cass to go to the archives and pull up your file. And that's there's a lot of work involved there. And then you see through various things in the files that, yes, indeed, it was Keeper, the Keeper, who actually worked at implanting this safe word in your brain and rewriting your brain so that they could control you because they thought that you might become a liability because of your actions against against Darth Jadis, which was, again, the end of Act 2. I don't want to spoil much more than that, and I'm actually still working at it. I I actually, unfortunately, have to level a few levels so that I can head to cash because of the level requirements there, and I'm only level 31. But just to say that so far, the integration from Act 1 and Act 2 has been incredible, and then the start of Act 2 is by far the strongest that I've seen, and this is my fourth now. It is it is unbelievably awesome. I
0: can't say I think of any other as cool as that as well. The meeting the Mandalore himself is cool, but the creepy vision thing is I think (laughs) way cooler yeah
1: okay we're going to actually be ending the show with some information about another flashpoint again because we actually have been running boarding party and the foundry now um, several times myself especially and in my opinion especially the foundry is, as I said on my other podcast for the lore, the reason to play this game. It is unbelievably awesome, incredible, and the lore in it is just insanely cool. But what we're going to do first, though, before we actually get into those, because some people aren't aware of just how important the character of Revan is, I was going to let Tristan actually give you a little history lesson on Revan, just just so that you can appreciate that this is probably the most important character in the Star Wars lore period from beginning to end. Yeah, you can add stuff
0: in if you want, but, like, he is the, like, god of Star Wars, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Okay. Like, the most powerful thing. Like, if you add Yoda and the Emperor together... You get Revan. You get Revan, yeah. (laughs) But he took teaching all the knowledge from three Jedi masters until the Jedi said that there was nothing left to teach him. They had taught him everything they knew. He has killed a Mandalore, Mandalore the Ultimate, Kalor Nord, and that was before he was able to, he was in tune with the Force after his coma. Darth Brannon, Darth Malik, Darth Nyreese, and battled the Emperor. He was defeated, but he was also betrayed, but he could have defeated the Emperor if not for the betrayal.
1: Okay, before we get too much into just facts, though, let's actually talk about the character and just a timeline of what he went through as well. Yeah, he started off as
0: a Jedi, and after taking the training of three Jedi Masters, then the Mandalorian started a Mandalorian war, and he built up this crusade of other Jedis by using the Council... And started a war on the Mandalorians. And his tactics were so flawless. That he won every battle he went to. Until finally he started a fight with Mandalore the Ultimate. On Malachor Five, And won against the Mandalore in a one-to-one fight. Then after that. He crushes the planet. He doesn't use the Force to do that. He uses a special technology, mass shadow generators, and actually orders to get a planet destroyed completely. He also becomes a Sith Lord after meeting the Emperor, who convinces him and Malik, who's Revan's people, to join him instead of killing him. So he's been a Jedi Master and a Sith Lord, so he can use the Force from both sides. The Emperor sends him onto this crazy mission to locate the maps to an ancient Starforge, a starbase capable of nearly unlimited ship production at an astonishing rate, so he could create armies in a flash he takes back korban from the sith and makes a sith academy there then he creates hk-47 which is
1: <laughs> the pinnacle of his career
0: yeah coolest character but he begins winning in the jedi civil war with the help of the star forge he actually survives his ship getting blasted into pieces by malik who betrayed him to think that he was better and stronger. His body was recovered, and the Jedi reprogrammed his brain by using a force-induced amnesia, and we're going to teach him again. And he becomes a Jedi all over again. Then after that, he defeats malak and regains the Star Forge, Which really is powerful. And he actually made the one lightsaber duel. That's the most important ever, I think. It decided the fate of the galaxy, the entire galaxy, for 300 years or more. Like Obi-Wan against Anakin and Luke against Darth Vader were not even close to as, like, big as his fight. Because if Malik had kept the Star Forge, he would have been able to destroy the Jedi. Like, hunt them to extinction with his army. But then he goes to Korriban and destroys the school he founded, which is an entire... School of Sith. So then he was brought to Jedi Master again after his amnesia. So he's been Dark Lord of the Sith and a Jedi Master, which is insane. He led his strike team to Droman Cast to kill the Emperor. And actually fought his way into the throne room itself. He gets in a battle of wills with the Sith Emperor. And he's able to use both the light side and the dark side within him. To fight with pretty much pure power. Pure force. And he fights the Emperor like... They do crazy things. But he gets betrayed in that.
1: By Lord Scourge. Yep. And that's where that ties into the novel as well, because you see that battle actually in the Revan novel.
0: Yeah, where Lord Scourge has to decide between helping Revan and defeating the Emperor or helping the Emperor defeat Revan. Revan and his ally... And Lord Scourge. And Lord Scourge walks behind Revan's ally and puts a lightsaber through her shoulders. Yeah.
1: So. The the when you're reading the novel, you realize that he didn't do it to betray them necessarily to ally himself with the Emperor so much as he did it because he realized that they he he understood that they wouldn't win the fight and so he by doing what he did, he would be able to become more powerful to take down the Emperor at another time. So that's why, in his mind, he did it.
0: Because mm. the way I read it, it sounded like he was it was between the Emperor and them, and he sort of got a vision of someone standing the emperor's over the Emperor's dead body, but it wasn't anyone there so
1: yeah so again it was it was a live to fight another day essentially is what it boiled down to Mm -hmm. so that's that's in the novel it was it was quite good so yeah so again Revan is an insanely powerful character in the lore of the old republic and he does he makes Darth Vader look like a chump I'm sorry but he was
0: tortured for 300
1: 300 years in that battle with the emperor again he did not win that but and so he was taken prisoner by the emperor, and so he'd already been held prisoner for, I believe, it was three or four years by Lord Scourge and the Lords Darth, uh, yeah, Darth Three. Uh, I can't remember who Nyriss. Nyriss, yes, and so. He was held by them already and tortured and everything else. And so that wasn't enough, though. Now he's got 300 years with the Emperor where he never lets the Emperor into his mind fully kind of thing, but he knows he's in there. But at the same time, he's in the Emperor's mind planting seeds there as well. You got to be some kind of crazy powerful that you can be planting your ideas and notions into the Emperor's head. And that's what you find out. Like the Again, Revan is an insanely powerful character but not just that but the lore and the story behind him is so much more interesting than any other period in my opinion in the star wars universe
0: yeah he's crazy (laughs) all
1: right so that being said though one of the problems that i had initially with the foundry was the fact that you could do it in your level thirties and low level thirties, even, and you don't really defeat him; he disappears, kind of. But you haven't beaten him. But and this is I'm talking from the imperial side because it's a completely different quest line when you are doing it from the republic side, where you're saving him instead. But from the imperial side, you're going in with a group to defeat him. And I, I always thought that having read the novels and and played some of KOTOR and read up enough to know who the character is and whatnot, that. He deserved to be a level 50 boss. he deserved to have a raid going up against him, not just four level 30 chumps you i know? could
0: i actually would be much happier with 30 because like getting like a banty hunter and like a two sith and someone else by name is it's too not- easy. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it's it a, it's a tough
1: fight. It's a tough yeah. fight if you're doing it at a level. It is. And it's it's an unbelievably cool flashpoint. But to me, again, it shouldn't be level 30s who haven't even learned all their abilities yet. They're not even masters of their own abilities. They're just, again, level 30-something chump. Four of them. This guy has taken down schools of Sith. He's taken down. He's wrestled with the Emperor for three hundred years. You're telling me that you know level thirty two and his buddies can take him down? I don't buy it. And so I thought that was that was the only point that I was disappointed in.
0: Yeah, like if it was level fifty and it's like Darth Lord and Lord of the uh, Sith Council. And like those people, I could see a group of them maybe yep. taking him down, but just random group of people that I get together, no, no. way no. they could
1: Yeah. So again, that's our one one disappointment. That said though, like I said before It's the reason to play this game, in my opinion. If you know the lore behind Revan, that instance is incredible. Before we get to that, before you can get into that, you have to do the boarding party, which is not a phenomenal flashpoint. It's a fun flashpoint. It's got some cool little fights and whatnot, but it doesn't have the lore and history, of course, of, of the Foundry, but it sets it up. And that's where it's important because you need to complete boarding party for a very specific reason. So Tristan, I'll let you tackle that one. Yeah, you need to defeat boarding party because when you're
0: playing to get into the foundry, there's like an entire like fleet of a Republic guarding this foundry. So to get into the foundry, you need a Republic ship. So on the door in sky, you intercept a Republic ship, and that's boarding party. You're boarding the other ship to take it down. And after you take it down, you fly it to the foundry.
1: So that's yeah so that's again your, your boarding party. So you are going on there. you're essentially from the airlock, making your way towards the uh, the bridge and that's all it is essentially and you're coming across various bosses throughout. Um, again, you're, you're getting some interesting fights there, especially like the the, the juggernaut, the HK1, uh, juggernaut is is fairly cool, and then you got like again different uh, chief engineer and things like that. Um, it's pretty straightforward for the most part. The the boss fights are are, are cool though. They're they're fun, and uh, but it's getting to the bridge, and then once you get to the bridge, the well uh, before that even. It's important to note that you're going to get to a terminal on one point where the Jedi who is in charge of that ship is a... Uh, what race is that? Ah, oh, Dang it. I can't remember the name of that race. You know what? Horn uh, people? It's the one that's uh, a Shara. If you have a Sith Inquisitor, the companion is Shara. It's that race. But anyways, she's a Jedi. And she wants you off the ship. And you tell her, no way, I'm coming and I'm taking control of your ship. And so... At one point, then she realizes that they can't stop you. So she puts a self-destruct on the ship, which means that her and her entire crew would get destroyed as well. But at least you would not get it. And so your option at that point is to say, not if I get there first. And then it's a rush to the um, uh, the bridge. The at-
0: reactor core.
1: Oh, yeah. You go to the reactor core first and turn it off. No, you're right. Absolutely right. Yep. Turn it off. And then at that point, you're working towards the bridge and then you're going to be fighting um there's a group of three that you fight when you get to the bridge before you go and talk to the the jedi yeah the
0: storm squad veterans yeah
1: so those are that's a tough enough fight if you're all fighting at level it's a challenging fight one of them's a healer and then you got your two dps guys and uh and it can get pretty challenging but if you've got somebody who's a little bit higher it's not bad again it's as with all fights it's common sense you take the healer down first and it's not too bad. And then you make your way onto the bridge, and then you talk to the crew.
0: And that's where you get the moral choice for this flashpoint, and it's at the end, and you see the group of crew that's left, and you can either evil, kill all the crew members, or good, save all the crew members. Of course, we're (laughs) evil, so it's kill all the crew members. And yeah, and it's a little thing, and they're all like there, and they all like hold hands with each it's other. So cute to hold
1: hands before they die. <laughs> I'm getting jaded because <laughs> I saw them holding hands. It was like, oh, put a bullet through. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Clock's ticking. There's, the foundry's waiting for us. <laughs> okay, once you do that, then you liaison with the. um the, uh, the foundry. the foundry, and then it's a matter of making your way over there. Um, you gotta go to the other side if you in terms of the actual instance. You you get ported out and then you go on to the other side to do the foundry portion. And then that one there is where all the fun happens. Because that mm-hmm. is oh, At this H-Day point, and yeah. At this point here, you have made it past the Republic forces and you are Heading towards the foundry to go up against um Revan. So this one here, again, you start off with the the huge boss as well for this one here that you um what's the first one?
0: The Foundry Guardian. Oh yeah, yeah. The that's... ginormous Ruwa thing.
1: Yeah. So you it go up against cool. him. Um and then you go up against uh you go up against HK before the Burrow. Era. Oh, though, I thought.
0: No, I don't think so. You uh, get to the burrower, oh, sure. then you get to the next. I think. Yeah, because right.
1: you start off in the
0: place with you're the right. Fandry Guardian, then you move out into the asteroid field thing, then you get to HK. Yes. And in between the two, there's the burrower.
1: Yeah, there's the big, the the great big creatures that are like worm-like creatures with teeth that burrow under the ground and whatnot. There's some um. There's some little buildings, and by activating the panels on them, you unlock the Burrower Matriarch, who is monstrous, and she packs a wallop. If you are the healer, make sure to keep your tank fully healed up, because she can put a stomping on anybody.
0: Yeah, I was a little bit too close (laughs) and a little bit too low level, and it was really fast how I died
1: well she took down I did this with Vince and at the time he was over a level 40 and he's a assassin and tank spec as well and she took him down really really fast and I'd been healing him as had his uh, talus but even then there was one or two hits that were just all of a sudden bloom instant death so but it is still a, a fun fight it's not that that bad if you've got a full party kind of thing just be ready in case your your tank dies that you may need to kite her around for a little bit which isn't that hard again as long as your healer keeps you up excuse me you can just kite him along for a little while
0: and the little ones pop out of nowhere. You're walking down and suddenly there are like 20 of them yeah. just pop out of the ground.
1: Well, that's where it's fun for your AoE, for your DPS and for your yeah. tank to AoE like crazy. Okay, so moving on from there. Then you get inside, you battle your way through and whatnot. And eventually you come to the room where... Our favorite HK. character ever is there. Short of Revan, favorite character ever, HK-47 is there, At which they went all out with this. They, It's not just, oh, there he is and whatnot. No, it's a hollow of him that's like three stories high where he actually kneels down to talk to you. It is fantastic, and the dialogue is insanely funny.
0: Yeah, he is a funny character altogether, calling everyone meatbag. So that's, and that's actually talking... programmed into him. Yes,
1: you were reading about that.
0: Yeah, his programming is call all organic life forms meatbags.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in this case here, he is actually looking at exterminating 98% of the Sith. Which yeah, if you are in a pure group, blood Sith. yeah. If you're in a group with a pure blood Sith, it's kind of funny some of the dialogue options you get at that point. Which yeah, is, yeah,
0: I'm not a Sith, and I got to say,
1: what was it, sucks to be you, or something like that. No,
0: good thing I'm a lucky. Yeah, something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. Was,
1: so the fight for him again, if you're at level, who oh, is challenging to say the least because he does spawn some ads periodically plus the little level there where he stands periodically something comes crushing down from the top from the ceiling and that's an instant kill as well so you and it
0: seems that your allies really like standing on they
1: do they, yeah. Your companions stand up there and they get instant killed. So if you're relying on a companion to either tank this flashpoint for you or heal it, even if it's an off heal, get them off of that whenever you see them standing. Try to pull HK back as well. The way that we've been doing the fight every single time is we actually pull him into the hallway before you enter that that chamber. Now that may get changed at some point where they force the door closed. I really hope they don't, but we pull him into the hallway and that's the only way that we can really do well against him. It's a lot easier at that point. Although we have bugged him a couple of times by doing so. Um he drops a couple of uh blaster rifles as well as some blaster uh guns as well some blasters. Um uh, they're 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 nice looking. I like them actually. And uh and it, it's a fun fight, he, and he talks throughout it, and it's 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 really a fun, fun fight. But again, if I can give one tip for people, just learn to kite. Learn to dot him up, kite when you have to, especially if your tank drops. And then moving from there then, we get another extra boss, and then it finally moves on to Revan. So let's just tackle Revan and what that fight is like.
0: Yeah, you start off in the circular like
1: chamber of sorts.
0: Yeah. And you walk over and you start talking to him and he's his mind is made that he's going to like kill you to keep his foundry from falling. So then you talk to him and he pretty much says don't get in my way. Then the fight begins. But he does put on his mask, that's.
1: Yes. Yes, he does put on his mask. He tries to talk to you at first and then he puts a mask on and at that point and then he's got his pretty pink lightsaber. It's purple. It's pink. It's purple. (laughs) And then you start your fight with him. Again, same as with the other one, if you're in a group at level, it's challenging but it's not difficult because if you got a decent healer that can keep your tank up and that can keep the... DPS up as well because he randomly will attack those, then it just winds up being a long fight. You also have to be careful not to fight near the edges of that circular platform that you're on because one of the abilities he uses is that the same ability that um Sith Inquisitors have where they hit the ground and everything just flies away from him well he does that he'll pull you towards him but then he'll also do that to ship you off and in one of the fights we did he actually sent us flying off of the platform
0: yeah you and your your ally person got shot off and I me and my ally were still there, but we're
1: way too low level. So it was pretty. Fun. So he does... Uh, he's uninterruptible. He does use those two abilities. He does attack a random person as well. I'm not sure if it's random or a person who's doing the most DPS. It's hard to tell. And he will go and he'll basically use an ability on them. I don't know what the ability is, what it's called, but an ability that will stop them from casting and basically... a like whirlwind. Yeah. Well, not really a whirlwind though, but it'll, it's a crowd control. They'll stop you for a few seconds. You can't do anything. And then... He'll continue on with the tank as well from there. So if you are especially a Sith Inquisitor, just keep your bubbles on everybody, and it works really well. That's what I've done, and I'm not a pure healer, but uh, I am sorcerer, so it it does help. So he does that, and then when he's at about um, maybe a quarter life left, that's when the ceiling's coming down. (laughs) That's when you get boulders falling down from the sky that the place you're in is basically falling apart. And that's those suckers can take a lot of health off of you as well. So you again at that point you have the option of pull him back onto the platform or even back into the hallway from where you came That will prevent the the boulders from hitting you or just keep everybody bubbled and make sure that you keep tossing heels on them all the time. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. At the end, he actually. Yeah, like 5% health left. Yeah. He stops fighting. He starts essentially meditating on the force kind of thing and then basically disappears.
0: He explodes before he disappears, though.
1: Well, he's not dead.
0: No, it's this giant like flash of light, then he's gone.
1: Yeah. So he's okay. he's somewhere. Don't know where, but he's coming back at some point. So that is boarding party and the foundry. They're both excellent, excellent um flashpoints to run you can run them solo if you are a especially if you're a hybrid that can heal and if your tanking companion is pretty well geared and can hold aggro you can actually solo this fairly early from an early enough level like i was soloing it in i don't know if i was in my I would have been in my early 40s I was soloing it. And I've continued to solo it, especially Boarding Party, because it's a decent source of cash, actually. And so, the
0: Boundary has the really cool-looking outfit for Bounty Hunters.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of fantastic fantastic gear in both of those especially in foundry and then of course when you defeat revan there is a chance of getting a mount as well a really gorgeous mount is for level 25 um, so it's the first level speed but it's Absolutely gorgeous seahorse. Yeah, looks like a seahorse kind of thing. Um, There's some variants of that at higher levels, but this is the. I like this one. It's nice, white and gray kind of thing. So it's it's gorgeous. It is a, a random. Um, drop though, so you may not get it right away. Of course, you can just solo it later on until you get it. So that is both of those. Like I said, absolutely fantastic instances. Um, Morsel so Foundry and Morsel so just because it's it's a great fight and everything else. But the lore behind it is insanely cool. Absolutely insane. Cannot recommend that flashpoint enough. So, with that, we're actually going to wrap up the show. Thanks for everybody for joining us this week. Appreciate you dropping by. Of course, you will be able to find the show notes with all of the links at thedroidcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter at thedroidcast. Thanks. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. What was that? That was a yawn. <laughs> that was a yawn. <laughs> yeah. Way to send the audience off with a bang. So, uh, whenever you want, come back. Okay, whatever. I'm going for now. Have
0: fun and see you next week. (laughs) All right,
1: we're done.